Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right. BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I am a director of fun and games for the evening. Hey, it's draft week, guys. We're going to the next time you see us, it's going to be right on that Facebook live that some of you are watching us on right now. And we are going to be shit faced at Tavern on Broad. Well, some of us will be. Oh, Steph, you're getting drunk. Uh, Off off a precisely (laughs) one cider. There you go. Make it a strong one. (laughs) Uh, so we got draft stuff. There's a bunch of other things that happen. Some hockey news uh, we're going to get into. So let's just get right into our jam-packed show. And since you've already int- heard her voice, I will introduce her first. My broadcast partner in crime, Steph Delicious D. Steph Driver. I regret to inform you that Charlie O'Connor has been traded. Just kidding. We His had car some, broke down. We had some car trouble, so he will not be joining us tonight, everybody. Send some some positive thoughts his way because car trouble is the worst friggin' thing in the world. It is really a pain in the in the ass. There's there's like two things I cannot handle, and one of them is cars. Like don't nothing nothing car related. I call my brother. I'm like, please just do That's, this. For I got me. a flat tire on the way in to work a few months ago. Simplest thing in the world, right? Flat tire. Flat tire is one I can do. Yeah, I can. Except the jack broke. Oh, <laughs> ah, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that. I'm just sitting there on the side of the road, completely helpless. That was it. That sucks. Oh, right. I don't have to say last but not least because there's only two people here. (laughs) I am also joined tonight by the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. So I think it's important to remember that just because another coach becomes available doesn't automatically mean that Dave Hextall is going to be getting fired. Because Ron Hextall didn't want to fire Dave Hextall two months ago, and he's not going to want to fire him now just because another coach has a job opening. I, for one, would really, really like to think that he's looking at Barry Trotz and he's looking at Dave Haxtall and being like, oh, hey, one of these is better than the other. Is Barry Trotz even good? I would. I don't think I he's mean, good, but I think he's better than Dave well, Haxtall. Well, he just won Fair. a cup and his record is really good. You know who else won a cup? Tom Wilson. You want him? Nope. Yeah. Well, I, would kill, I would love Tom Wilson I'll on get this the team. Fuck out of here. Oh, my God. On our third line, I would love Tom Wilson. He plays playoff hockey. Does he? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, the playoffs right. are dirty. Until the league does something to change it, playoffs are dirty. It's so he plays happened. playoff hockey all year long. Yeah. Non-stop. He's ready, He's ready for the Always playoffs. doing it. You don't have. He doesn't have to change his mindset. All of a sudden, oh, we got to get physical and play a different game. Nope. He's ready to go all the time. But since you brought up Barry Trotz, uh, I, I, put, I put a poll out on BSH Radio's uh, Twitter thing today, at BSH underscore radio. I said, forget likelihood and all the other X factors, contract, nonsense, blah, blah, blah. Forget all that stuff. I just asked, do you, at this very moment, want Ron Hextall to replace Dave Hextall with Barry Trotz? 71% voted, yes, give me Trotz. I, for one, am shocked. 29% voted to keep Dave. Those are your two options. Keep Dave or hire Barry Trotz. I don't understand why people would say no. I mean, I, I understand... That Barry Trotz has made some questionable choices, like, some questionable like lineup choices, like Tom Wilson plays Tom on Wilson their first line on the top line. Um, also, you know, Jay Beagle is another mistake um, and his playing time, um, just the over-reliance on the, the shitty players. But I can't I can't imagine that he's worse than Dave Haxtell. Like, I've been saying this all year. There is nobody that is worse than Dave Haxtell. 
That's probably true. There's nobody that's worse. Mm. But I just wanted to start There's nobody there. that's worse. You- no, 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 no. I take this back. There is one person that is worse. You're going to... I probably won't say who you're going to say. No, I'm, I'm Rick Tockett. Like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Rick. He's worse. He is... Because he blamed it on his wife. <laughs> that's well, why. <laughs> she's just... Arizona, I think, is going in the right direction, except he's their head coach. Whatever. It's a big problem. I liked Rick as a player. I, I I did a list the other day of the best coaches, and I was above Rick Tockett. <laughs> it's a fair assessment, I think. I just have, I just want to take this time to, uh, to, to, Ron, you listened to me before. I'll be, you know, I, it was, it was half sarcastic uh, when I wanted Tyrell Goldborn up here. Um, so I, I really hope you, you'll listen to me again. Uh, just trade for Eric Carlson. Just do it. You can pull it it off. Even if he doesn't sign him, even if he doesn't sign an extension, give him a year to play in what used to be considered one of the best organizations in the sport. I don't know how it is perceived since the change in ownership and Snyder's passing, but there are enough lifelong flyers around that the day-to-day should still be similar, right? Like, the organization inside the building on a day-to-day basis should probably be the same as the one that everybody loved when Ed Snyder was alive. You can say what you want, about what happened on the ice and the way he coached or the way he handled his coaches and things like that. And he meddled too much, but the players all loved playing for Ed Snyder's team. And I can't believe it's that much different now. So if you give him a year, maybe he'll just fall in love with the organization and hell, even if he leaves, it is my gut feeling that Hextall can and will sign Drew Doughty. So basically swap one for the other and pretend you traded the assets for Doughty all along. Get one of the two. <laughs> Just like you can go get one of the game's best players right now. You have everything you would ever need to go get Eric Carlson, who at this time last year, we were saying it's McDavid one, Crosby two, Carlson three. That was the consensus around Everybody last year in terms of his impact on a game for a team that we saw get within a goal of the Stanley Cup final leading a bad team. They were bad and they almost beat Pittsburgh. They were. Pittsburgh won back-to-back cups and they needed game seven overtime in the Eastern Conference final to beat Eric Carlson and 17 bums, basically. Go get, go get that guy. Like you, you want to talk about competing while you rebuild? Guess what? (laughs) Forget competing. You're one of the more competitive teams in the East. If you have Eric Carlson with this core, you're immediately a contender. Immediately, yeah. yeah. Immediately, even with the guys you have in net, even with the holes you have in your bottom six, pretend they don't address any of those issues. You are one of the three best teams in the East. If you go get Eric Carlson, without a doubt. And and yes, everybody is going to be making that play for Eric Carlson, but do it anyway. But we are supposedly, you know, everyone goes on and on about how we have the best farm system and we have all these assets and we have all this cap space. What's the point of having it if you're not going to use it? This is the perfect situation because you'll still have, even if you give him a monster extension, even if you give him a monster extension, you'll still have cap space. Mm, I don't know if I want to gut the farm for one year of Eric Carlson. I would. I know. How much gutting would it possibly take? I don't know. Considering the situation and I mean, there is, there's a contract limit, so you can't ship off 40 players. Well, no. And considering the situation where it's very clear that he will not be back with the Ottawa Senators. If they wanted Nolan Patrick, would you trade him? Yes. I is would that trade. it? Is that all it would take for Eric Carlson? I know. No, no, not just. I'm saying well, would you I, I would in- need to know the full package. Like if you're saying Nolan Patrick and Travis Konechny and Carter Hart and Travis Sanheim and Phil Myers, that would be a no. I would need to know. Well, I don't all think of- it would be all of our 1A prospects. Here's the thing. That's a real cheap organization. Yeah. yeah. Which I is think- why they're going to want all kids. Yeah, I think kids. they're going to want a lot of picks. Oh. And some kids, mm-hmm. yes, some kids, like tr- like a Travis Sanheim, an NHL-ready right-now guy who fills a hole of the position they'd be trading away. I'd certainly be willing to give them the two first-rounders. I'd, I'd basically be willing to give them anything but Ivan Provorov. Yeah, Ivan Provorov. Because I is- want Provorov to play with Carlson, yeah. and then we have the best deep pair in the league. Mm, we might already, but I mean that wouldn't yeah, make it, that wouldn't make it worse. That's the thing. All of a sudden, no, all of a sudden now, like say Ghost isn't involved now. Ghost is your second line D man, where he's probably best suited, and like he's got a decent enough partner 
listen, this is what I have to say. This is my pitch to Eric Carlson. The Flyers' wives post dog pictures (laughs) all day. That's the extent of it, really. They get drunk together. And then they play with each other's dogs. How out of control? Like this shit. It's, it's, it's absolutely batshit insane. I will, like, it's batshit insane. Is there any proof that it's them? That it's the Hoffmans? I, I can't imagine that there's not proof that it's them. It, it seems like just, too much of a consensus amongst yeah. a bunch of reasonable women. Yeah, that like, uh, I, I can't, I know it was Andrew Hammond's wife or girlfriend or who, yeah, I think his wife uh, and some other, I some other Kyle players. Turris's Kyle Turris' wife. Yeah, Th- there, some, was, there was like four or five of them. So yeah. I just, I, like. Mark Stone's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and then their response was like, like they went too far in the other direction because they're idiots. Yeah. Like. She was pretty much like, I never even noticed Mrs. Carlson. I had no problem with her. Like, yeah, you did. Like, we would have believed you if you said, I don't like her. She's bitchy and mean, and I don't like her, but I didn't go on the internet and bully her because that's crazy. Like, that we could have believed, but you essentially pretended that you, like, never even interacted with this woman, and we all know that that's a bunch of bullshit. It just seems to me that men in pro sports shouldn't allow their partners to be on social media. Um... That is a problematic <laughs> sentence. <laughs> you knew what you were doing there, didn't you? Oh, no, <laughs> that's, that's actually what I think. He, he was waiting for me to react, and it took yeah. me a second. Well, um... Lion Brian and his wife, Mike Hoffman now... You can't trust a bitch around a Twitter account. <laughs> exactly. Let's be real. You can't trust a bitch, period. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, but listen. Claude, they're too Gir- emotional for tweeting. Claude Giroux... The captain of this team just had his bachelor party in Miami. Like he's going to have fun at the beach with his boys. Did he? Yeah. And not nary a butt was grabbed. Not one single butt. That's disappointing. Not that I know of. You know, we'll see. It's legal there, and just in the city limits of Miami. (laughs) Just in Miami. Nothing. He wasn't going to go to the drunk tank for that. Eric, (laughs) you're going to want to come here. We have fellow Swede Oscar Lindblom. Who we will call Oscar Lynn Bloom because it makes you feel better. I won't. He's also got like a flowing mane of hair. Yeah. If he wants like to be Oscar Lindblom, he needs to add an O to his name. Bloom. Oh, yeah. If he wants to be. <laughs> I can't even say it. If he wants to be Lynn Bloom, oh, he needs God. a second O. Who else? What other Swedes do we have? Uh, Felix Sandstrom. You may know him. Mm, maybe. Peter Forsberg <laughs> played here one time. He did for like a, you know, 100. I think it was 100 games exactly he was he here. He still likes us. Yeah. Oh, of course. We're, we're very Swede friendly. All right. But There's say, an Ikea in town. It's true. <laughs> it's true. That's great. <laughs> All right. Now, say they, they don't get Carlson. Well, I can't imagine. Not without attitude, <laughs> William. No, I'm just Did like, you just hear the plea? I, I, <laughs> I think that it's a necessity. They they push really hard for Eric Carlson. Like, he's... he's. Uh, why wouldn't you? I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't, but he made it... I mean, Ron made it seem like that he was completely not interested in John Tavares, so I don't know what's going on. Did he, though? Yes. I don't think he did. He said that they wouldn't go out and sign a guy for seven years or some nonsense. Well, he said like that, that they weren't going out for, like, good players. Eric... Uh, Eric Carlson, yes, is great, but I was trying to say John Tavares is great, not good. That's the way, like, I I interpreted his statement as, like, on the whole, we won't be looking for, you know, to give somebody the four years we gave to Dale Weiss, because clearly that was a mistake. One would hope he believes that. But... Like, for a superstar, you have to give them term. So if you want to go get a very good player, like, there's no other way to go get a very good player other than to give them, I don't know, a two-year deal worth $50 million, which I don't even know if that's legal. I believe it is not. (laughs) So I don't know how how else you could possibly do it. Um, But staying on the Senators for a second. Oh, we just had so- someone offer to mow Carlson's lawn and wash his cars for free. I mean, well, that's got to seal go. the deal. Is that a euphemism? I mean, could be. Either way. Joe's <laughs> <laughs> already off the rails without that. Ha- I was going to say, this is what happens when Charlie isn't here. He is, he is Dad's our, gone. He is our moral, he is our moral compass. Is he? Yeah. Love you, Charlie. <laughs> uh, so sticking with the Senators for just a second. Oh, that just pains me to say it. I hate them so. I, I want to take all this is their a senators' good podcast. Are, are, are you like living for this moment? I real like. I wish it wasn't as dramatic and like traumatic for some of their players. That's, yeah. I wish they That's were nice. fall, I wish they were falling away in a more comedic way. Like I wish before it, all of this yeah. harassment, like when Eugene Melnick was a yeah. big problem. Yeah, I and, wish it was just yeah. like him saying we're gonna move, and the rest <laughs> of Canada being like, we don't fucking want you. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wish they were falling apart and it wasn't like online bullying, c- cyber stalking, and sexual harassment and all the shit that's going on inside their organization. Uh, they dead did, babies, maybe. They, they did suspend uh, the, the, the assistant GM, yeah. Randy Lee, I think is his name, through the draft. So he won't be around to. Uh, Wait, no, they, they suspended him for the first time. Till July 6th. But yeah, yeah it took a very long time yeah. for them to. So he won't be him. there to uh, to to harass the underage uh, draftees. Nice. The, the so youths. That's nice. Yeah. That's uh, God. But, God, that organization. Let me finally get to this. <laughs> Mike Hoffman. We have talked about yeah. Mike Hoffman on this show. He Literally is, last week. Yeah, he is very good. Uh, Charlie has been an advocate since the trade deadline when the Flyers did make a call. And when you look at it, like I, I go on about if, if Hextall wanted Mike Hoffman, he would have just got him. I guess if they were just asking too much at the time, whatever, Hextall's conservative. But the fact that this has been going on for as long as it has, GMs had to know about this, right? And it was kind of like, uh, yeah, we're just going to back off. So Greg Wyshynski has said that there, there were more than whispers around the league that it was okay. it was a, a personal problem with the front office. Okay. Would you right now, considering the price has to be at rock bottom, be interested in Mike Hoffman? Yes. I For a rock bottom price, yeah. I really struggle to say yes because I don't want that shit near <clears throat> my, my perfect group of Flyers I, wives. I know, I know. I get that. The Flyers players. I get that, but my thought process is... He's not leaving her. Number one eventually he's, he's not he's to. not leaving her number two she's not going to do it again because she's been caught i don't well, not, know uh, i don't know when crazy, crazy people is are crazy. crazy crazy is crazy and crazy is crazy forever and three you that's get, mean if you get him now the front office knows what's happening so you can kind of like they know about this situation the, how could you can't you can't prevent harassment like what well, no if, what if they want injured Samuel Moran for Mike Hoffman straight up? Done. No, yeah, I, wouldn't, exactly. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do Done. that. No? No, I do, I do Tyrell Goldborn on expiring contract. Okay, but that's not a realistic thing. Well, you said rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> rock bottom is a third pair defenseman who's injured. Yeah. Yeah, but I like that one. And who has one. five games in the NHL in his career. I, but I like him. Yeah, I like him. T- I want to see him here, but I'd rather no, I him like score him. 30 goals. So... I want to see him beat people up and do all the things he does, but since that doesn't look like it's ever going to happen, I'd rather get a 30-goal scorer for him. I, I'm not saying that's anywhere near what the asking price is. I'm just setting a, you know, a complete hypothetical. Like, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat, I, considering it's not like Sanheim in a first anymore. <laughs> I just, I hesitate so much because I think, like, she... Like all joking aside, she very seriously has a problem. Like there is, there is, oh, yeah, yeah, there yeah. is a problem there, and she needs help in a big, big way. Asterisk if this alleged, alleged stuff is true, um, and I don't want any of that manipulation and harassment anywhere, anywhere near the team. And and it's not like he's going to have a clear mind to go ahead and play. Like he's already turned his back against his captain. Like there's. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. <laughs> is he? Is he? No. Dane? I mean, just to no. like play devil's advocate, Hamlet. though. I know what it's <clears throat> from. If okay, I know you I take action hero. You t- shut up. You take Sorry, the position like that essentially this is like an abusive relationship in the sense that she's probably manipulating him in some way, shape, or form, and that's why he doesn't leave her. Whatever. If this were, if the roles were reversed. And we thought he was the manipulative person who was emotionally abusing a woman. We wouldn't hold that against her, right? So why hold it against him? Yeah, I don't I'm just believe playing that. devil's advocate Well, because here. they come together. I just don't believe that to be the... Like, I have no proof that that's what their relationship is. I mean, me neither. And if he was abusive, I don't want him on my team. No, but I'm saying, like, you wouldn't hold it against her. Well, you he, wouldn't, would, he would come... Like if if I have a women's hockey team and he was abusing her, mm-hmm. trading for her would make him come to town, and I don't want that either. Okay. What if? Also, she... I I want to like also just personally want to like slow down on the idea that she like needs help because I 
I don't really buy that she's mentally ill. I think she's oh, just I a absolutely piece of shit. No, she's she just. A, I mean, you can just be an asshole. Yeah, there are you a lot can, of just you shitty can. people. You can just you, be a piece of shit. You and can. That, and that's not something fixable or diagnosable. You're just an asshole. Well, a lot of mental illness isn't fixable. A lot of it isn't fixable. I like just, when, when you send a thousand harassment messages within six months to somebody that you know, that is that is a problem. Yeah, you're an asshole. Or you have borderline personality disorder. There's a lot of problems. Maybe. I have yeah, no, um, you know, I have no idea. But yeah, I, like, that's the, either, I, either way, either way, she needs to be evaluated because that's, there's, that's, yeah. that's, that's psychotic tendencies and not like the, the colloquial psychotic. Like this is actual, you could be a serial killer. All right, just thumbs up, thumbs down, Mike Hoffman. Would you thumbs want Thumbs down. Thumbs down. For the right price, I'd do it. Okay. Uh, I, actually, I really <laughs> struggle with it. I don't know now. I, I do think there is something to locker room chemistry. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, do you saw this team. I, want, like, I mean, I, he's it was, I it was love. Eric Carlson and the AHL senators. Like it was that, but mm-hmm. they did go to the Stanley cup, to the, to the whatever, Eastern the Eastern final. conference yeah. finals. They were there and they were in overtime in game seven. Like they were there. It happened. And then you saw the, the drastic turn that they took. And that just didn't happen out of nowhere. Yeah. They were a bad team. Like they didn't deserve to be where they I were. I was going to say, year. if Charlie was here, he would tell you that them getting to the Eastern Conference Finals had nothing to do with them being like a super skilled and right great team. And I acknowledge that, but, but they they shouldn't have been as piss poor as I, they like, were this with year. Their top end talent, while they have very very little beyond these guys, I feel like their top end talent of guys like Stone, guys like Hoffman, guys like Carlson should be enough to make them better than they were. Yeah. So I think there is something to this team was like all hated each other, well, you know? So here's, here's like another thing that I am just scrolling through the, the comments as they're coming up. Um, if this restraining order is granted, she's not going to be able to cross the border. There you go. So that's going to be a whole different complication. Will he <clears throat> move out of Canada without her? Like there's there's a lot to that's this is a really is such messy a weird situation. situation. I mean, oh if he's God. traded to an American team, it's either move or give up your very lucrative and successful professional sports career. <laughs> so yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, <laughs> from one uh, hypothetical to another. So Alex Galchenyuk <laughs> got traded for <laughs> Max Domi. On, on, on the one year anniversary of Jonathan Druen for, oh God, who was it? Kel Servicha? Yeah. Mer- I tried with names. We got there. Yeah. They're, they just they, make On the anniversary. Trades. They just love making their team worse. They, like, really they are really, really good at making their team worse. God, the Canadian, Canadian teams are just, the, oh God, the, the, the laughs keep on coming. Carrie Price up, just must be sitting there like, fuck you. <laughs> Or he's just like, yeah, keep paying me. I was going to say, they gave him a whole lot of money, and he kind of didn't earn all of it last year. Yeah, so. he was pretty badly. Yeah, he's probably but, just laughing. So Alex Galchenyuk, uh, third overall pick in 2012, will turn 25 in February. Uh, already and when? The second month of the year. <laughs> already played 400-plus games, uh, 19 goals, 51 points last year. At least 17 goals and 44 points, four straight seasons. Scored 30 goals in 2015-16. Signed for two more years at 4.9 million average annual value. Uh, young, young, short-term, affordable deal for a guy who can score and play center. Doesn't that seem like something the Flyers would be interested in? I, yeah. Yes. Traded for Max Domi, the 12th overall pick in 2013. In 2015-16, he scored 18 goals and 52 points as a rookie. In the two seasons since, he has 18 goals. Nine each. Uh, Four of the nine goals he scored this season were empty netters. (laughs) He is 23. He is non-arbitration. He is a non-arbitration eligible restricted free agent. So I guess they got younger and cheaper is what they did. And worse? Uh, yeah, there's that last one. Uh, I just, Montreal got worse? Yeah, yeah, Montreal just got worse. Yeah. 
Uh, that's all they did. Get cheaper and worse. Uh, Max Domi might figure it out and become a good player in this league. Uh, but maybe. Like, yeah, and might. I, I said might. He, yeah. uh, but figure it out. I mean, be better than he is. Like if you go from nine to to a sixteen goal scorer, you're that's that's that's, that's, an that's a huge improvement. Um, but Galchenyuk can score thirty goals. <laughs> like, and if you put him at center where he belongs, yeah, that's the thing. He's he's yeah. a natural center. They decided you're playing wing uh, because they're the Habs, and that's just what they do. I just Charlie put because I just thought like, what level of compensation would it have took to outbid Arizona in them giving up Max Domi, who they clearly have given up on? Uh, yeah. Like, would you have done it for Robert Haig? Because I absolutely would have. Uh, I would have. Yeah, yeah. would it have day. taken Oscar Lindblom. They would have taken him. I wouldn't have given him up. I don't know if I would give him up just because I want to see how the kid turns out. I'm, but that's because me. Because I think they would have taken but somebody like, low. <laughs> that's the thing is like Charlie points out here, there's really no equivalent to a Max Domi in the Flyers organization. This was a change of scenery trade for both sides, and the Flyers didn't have a player like that. Oh, well. Like, I get it, but you could have outbid them. Not like, yeah. Don't you think Jordan Wheel is of the same level? If, uh, take yeah. out draft pedigree. Take out draft pedigree. Jordan Wheels of the same level as Max Domi. I was going to say Scott Lawton. Scott yeah. Lawton, absolutely better than Max Domi's been. Yeah. Uh, he had more goals and less ice time this year. Yeah. Like, I, I, just, I had Max Domi on Team Jamie Ben's penalty box, and he got dropped real quick because, buddy. Like, I get. You suck. I get Charlie's thing here, and it's, it's, a, it's a valid point. Yep. That this was just kind of one of those the Habs have soured on Galchenyuk because he wants to play center and they're like, nah, and it's just a whole bunch of, you're not producing and I'm not playing the right position. Yeah. Ah! They, how about that, that, that? That's me speaking French. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have been decreasing his trade value for yeah, the past. Like, yeah, like, like systematically. They, they've been, on purpose. They've, they've been, been fucking themselves over. They've been talking about trading this guy for two years. <laughs> they've systematically lowered his trade value and now the best you can get is Ty Domi's son. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, uh, I am shocked. Like, I can't believe, like, this I'm is... I'm just frustrated with Ron. Like, it just seems as if there are deals to be made, do yes. something. Yes. If Taylor Hall, if you knew Taylor Hall was available for a defenseman, like, why the fuck did you not get on the phone and outbid Adam Larson? Yeah, I guess we just don't have that defenseman. We don't have an Adam Larson? <laughs> I've really? got, like, two. <laughs> I just like if you knew or if you knew PK Subban was available, why couldn't you have done better than Shea Weber? I know. Uh, I know that he's a former flyer. I know. but uh, <laughs> They valued Shea Weber really highly. I That's know. the thing is they. That, yeah, that one. I don't know that we could have done better than. But no, probably not. There are moves being made that you look at them and you're like, mm, couldn't couldn't it's we not have like, done that? Yeah, it's not like we don't need a center. We, we could use a center. We sure could use a center that scores That's, 30 and goals. Scores goals. Sure like, could. Now you're talking exactly like the Galchenyuk speaks to me because it's exactly something that Ron Hextall has spoken about wanting to improve. But here's the thing that, that makes me nervous is that Ron looks at an Alex Galchenyuk and says, that's not a third line center. Yeah. I don't need a second line center. I mm -hmm. have one of those. I need a third line center. And you don't want to have a third line center that's too good. And that's, that's crazy pants. And that's my so issue. So I don't want Alex Galchenyuk because I need a third line center. I got to go get Jay Beagle. And that's my issue with it right now is that you're in, honestly, a real advantageous situation where you're number one defenseman, you're number one right winger. All these guys throughout your lineup, your number two center, are all on entry-level contracts. Mm -hmm. They will, You will never be in a better cap situation than you are at this very moment unless you decide, like, I'm going to move on from a Jake Voracek, and no matter what, that's probably making your team worse. Thank I'm just, you. All I'm, right, no, I was I'm waiting just, for that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying from a money you have available versus talent you have signed, yeah. like, this is the best situation you're going to be in this right at this very moment. This is the time right now. To yeah. do something. Like, if you wanted to go get Eric Carlson and Alex Galchenyuk, you could afford it for one year and make your team awesome. They can get Provorov locked up this year, they right? Can, they can sign him, to, they can sign him and uh, and uh, connect me to one to two extensions on July 1st. That's good. Uh, but, like, that's what, like, if you have those guys on the deals they're on right now, go make yourself a cup contender for two years and then deal with the, like, you'll still have those guys. They'll be young. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, like, guess what? You'll be able to move Eric Carlson. He's Eric fucking Carlson. <laughs> 
<laughs> like you'll be able to move and out or John Tavares. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. They're on one and two year deals. You can make your team better right now and be in the exact same cap situation in two years. Yep. And if this window is two years away, like I keep hearing, that'll still be open. <laughs> like Drew isn't going anywhere. Ghost isn't going anywhere. Couturier isn't going anywhere. They're all locked up. I just. Uh, Ah, but I the role, William. The role. I know. Like that's like you. That's what started me on this point. Is oh well, you need a third line center. Let's have three awesome centers for one year. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Or like multiple years. Why? But, no, what but, is? Why is there a true. rule that's that your true. third line center can't score thirty goals? That seems like a very good problem. The, the people who say that there's no room for John Tavares on this team, and I know we're not talking about John Tavares, but guess what? We are now. Drive me absolutely batshit because. Who says, who says you can't have three top line centers down the middle on the, all three fun. lines? Like that sounds like fun. That sounds like the Flyers are scoring goals. That sounds like the Flyers might win some games this year. Yeah, like, just, hey, like, you know how the Penguins have two number one centers? Weird. That's worked really well for them. It kind of has, like, huh? Think about yeah. the 2010 Flyers where you have Danny Briere, you have Mike Richards, you have Jeff Carter. Like, you have Claude Giroux playing wing because, like, uh, yeah, he was a winger. He can play center, but we got all these well, centers. Well, he's playing wing now. Yeah, like, yeah, that. but he was, that's, like, you have all these guys who are centers, and that'll get me to this next thing that Charlie uh, put in his hot take. Because oh, there, yes. there is a thing about team building with the number of centers uh, that Charlie talks about. And I'm just going to read what he had written for his hot take and we can get into that. And then we'll start getting into the draft stuff because I know what that people really want to hear about the draft stuff. Yes. But I mean, oh, I love God. I love hypotheticals this time of year because it's exciting. Like I have talked myself into they're going to get Eric Carlson. And if they don't a year from now, they're getting Drew Doughty. So I'm God excited. Bless. I'm excited. Oh. Uh, but here's Charlie's hot take. It's not a good idea to build an entire forward core full of guys who are pass first. That's the problem with drafting centers every year. Even if they project to move to wing eventually, they tend to lean playmaker. Considering the Flyers' depth at the position, centers they take moving forward will probably end up at wing, and then you have pass first centers passing to pass first wingers. And then what happens? The defensemen end up taking a large portion of the shots, which, surprise, has been a major issue for the Flyers in recent Weird. years. Weird. Prioritize shooters up front, Ron. And I agree with this. It's a very... I Center... Center is like... Like in baseball, you always want to take a center oh, fielder God. or a shortstop. You're talking to the wrong people Because I'm just, I'm just... These are your best. These are your best athletes. Like your your shortstop and your center fielder are either like the coach's kid or the best player because you just put your best athlete there. Like especially in lower levels, like Lane jo- coaches guys kid. like Lane Johnson played quarterback in high school. Uh, probably not the arm of Peyton Manning, but he's just the best football player, so you give him the ball on every play. Centers, I understand now. Yeah, exactly. I knew what you were saying. Yeah, like anyway. that's why Mike Vick didn't play quarterback because it was like, oh, yes, he will be Joe Montana. It was like, well, if we give him the ball on every play, we will score many touchdowns. The defense won't know what to do. And like that, that's the idea with centers is they're the most versatile. They play both defense and offense. They have the most responsibility. So those are the best guys. But they are often the guys who have the puck on their stick. And guys who carry the puck are looking to pass it. Uh, Drew has come a long way in terms of his goal scoring. But this is the first time in his career he's cracked 30. Like he's not a goal scorer. He just realized at a certain age, oh, I can do whatever I want with the puck. And that sometimes includes shooting it really hard. Oh, weird. <laughs> like it's just, it's something he had to develop and he's turned into a decent enough goal scorer, but I wouldn't call him a goal scorer. And that's kind of what the Flyers look at is, well, he's good defensively. He's good in the neutral zone. He can win you faceoffs. He can play in all these situations. But as you saw, this team sometimes just needs to score some fucking goals. Uh, even yeah. even Travis Konechny is like he's wiry and he's learned to he's shooting more yeah. because he has to because that's the role he's playing now. But he's a guy who carries the puck and, and distributes. It's just that well you're on a line with Claude Giroux, so that's not really going to be your role. You yeah. know, uh, they just do need and as much like of all the positions, shoot first winger is probably the one you prioritize the least. Mm. But now at this point. They just need one. Just shoot the fucking puck. I don't care if you draft them. I don't care if you sign them. I don't care if you trade for them. It is just what they need. One day. I'm finding it annoying that we're 
like validating all of those idiots who've been saying for like five years that we need a sniper. I don't even need a sniper. I just need somebody to shoot the fucking puck. But yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't have to be a snipe. It could be it could be anything. It could be anything. I just need somebody to but shoot like, the puck. But th- like that's the thing is five years ago when everyone was saying we needed, you know, Bobby Ryan, we needed James Neal and those they guys. They want somebody who shoots like, the puck. Yes, that was true. Drew would be better with one of those guys. Like Not anymore. Scott Hartnell scored 37 goals just because he he did shoot and he went to the net and did the things that drew told him to do (laughs) so he scored 37 goals can we player player coach claude drew that's my i mean that's my thing i was i i I think it should be illegal for coaches to be behind the bench during games oh all right well you took it further be up in the press box you can talk to him in between periods you're slowing (laughs) the game down what does Dave Axtell do anyway? Nothing. Not like he's calling timeouts or challenging anything. Oh, literally nothing. So when they have, <laughs> exactly. when they do have their timeouts, it's not even it's Knobloch that's got the whiteboard out and is drawing up plays. It's not Dave Axtell. He doesn't know how to communicate with his players. But this was something uh, I don't know who put it in the outline, but I saw it today on Twitter as well. It was a, it was a. I don't bill, even know where we are. It was on a, this outline. I, I'm anymore. jumping because I know you are. Yeah. We'll just under the you hot know. takes. Meltzer. Yeah, it's under it's it's a tweet from Bill Meltzer, and he says Flyers subscribe to this. Uh, including cases where they project junior centers as pro wingers. If a junior winger is picked over a center early, it is because they see a clear separation in ceiling, plus the candidate checks off most of the other boxes they want. And if it's close, they opt for a center. And what he was referring to was the screen grab from TSN. And it's uh, just a, a thing about scouts. It says, scouts tend to be positionally biased. Centers and defensemen, generally speaking, tend to be more highly valued than wingers. And that's kind of what I was getting. Like, I get that it's a it is a lower priority position but you need them yeah like, they have to be like, <laughs> you need they, eight they, of them they have to be out there you know <laughs> you, you, someone has to put away all these awesome chances they're setting up and it can't always be defensemen well, like it's good to see that confirmed from somebody who works for the flyers because it means that everybody else isn't completely insane when they're like oh bring rubsov up he can just play the wing because that's that might be how the Flyers are looking at it too. Mm. Yeah, and like that, mm. Rubsov will be now. Yeah, Rubsov will be an interesting case if he we does. Don't, well, if he can put down the friggin' video games, we don't know that to be a fact. <laughs> I know, but definitely, it's fine. there is gaming disorder now. Did you see that? I know. Oh, it was a thing on Twitter today. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I stayed I off of Twitter for a lot of the day. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't really read it. I just saw someone say gaming disorder, and I was like, you know what? Nah. I got something new to add to my mute. <laughs> <laughs> it grows by the day. Same. Oh, my God. Same. Yeah. That, that website is miserable. Uh, so let's get into some draft stuff, yeah. I guess. Before we do that, let's talk about our draft party. Yes. Oh. Which is on Friday because that's when the draft is. The draft doesn't start until 730, but our party starts at 6, so get there early. It is at Tavern on Broad, which is on Broad and Walnut. It's on Walnut. the southwest corner. Um, and, and it is underground, so make sure you take the stairs down, but don't take the stairs to the subway. It's the one, the stairs that are right behind it. Uh, there will be a sign out front. You'll, you'll know it's a bar. Um, <laughs> say that you're with Broad Street Hockey and you get half off all drinks except for Red Bull and shots from 6 to 10. They do wristbands there, right? So yeah, every, so every time you go them. up to the bar, they'll yep. just give you your half price, whatever. Yep. Which I like to consider a BOGO, buy one, get one free, but you know. They probably bars probably don't want you saying they're giving out free drinks, but mm, two at a time is a good idea. That's oh what I'm boy. saying. Well done. It's Bogo. Well done. Uh, and half off appetizers from six to ten as well. Um, so come hang out with us. The draft will be on TV. It'll be a lot of fun. We are all going to be there. I, I've been I've been asking all week if there was anybody from Broad Street Hockey that was not coming so we could have site coverage. And no one has said that they're not coming. So every single one of us is going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're not going to have any content on the site. It's not true. We'll we'll do it at the bar. We'll do it at the bar. Someone will do it. Um, But it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you make it out and, and have fun with us. I like last year. I was like, I so nervous that no one was going to show up. Yeah. That's, that's my nightmare. Have a party that no one shows up to. Yeah. Um, like the president. Um, (laughs) we're going there today. Okay. And, uh, now this year, like after, after the, uh, 
after what happened at Smith's last year, I'm like, like at least thank God Tavern on Broad's huge. Yeah, <laughs> it's big. It's like, big, and it their was, air conditioner works. Yeah, there was no air conditioning last year, and we still. Had, I think like, they tried, but there were just way too many people. Those, and those windows looked open, but they weren't open. It was just really. They high. were open. It was just. <laughs> It was a really hot day. It was just yeah, hot. But anyway, this is going to be even bigger and better than last year. Like Steph said, we have all those uh, all those specials and everyone's going to be there. So it's going to be a really good yeah. time. Yeah. And, and what's different this year than last year. So I don't know if this matters to you, but it matters to me. So we were recording a live show last year which means we were off in the corner for hours. We're not doing that this year. Yeah, we did a two-hour show last year. Right, which was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing it, but I like mingling, and I like talking to people. So that's what we're going to be doing for the entire party. We're going to be accessible, and we'll be chatting um, and not hidden. We'll be talking to each other. Yeah. (laughs) And and not hiding off in the corner. You guys can come up to me. I'm not, you know. Go up to Bill. He's hard to miss. He's a lot more friendly. (laughs) Bill is an extrovert. I may cry on you. I I will (laughs) certainly cry. I'm an extrovert, but I get nervous. I have social anxiety. I, we're revealing too much about ourselves. I think we are. <laughs> so, Bob, we, we, we're, we're becoming real people, and I don't like it. Why would I want to download Google Chrome when I have Safari? I hate you so much. Tablet. Always oh, ask, like, hey, do you want to open this in the browser you have or download a whole new browser just to open this link? What the fuck do you think I want to do, Apple? Ugh. <sighs> I know you're listening. Oh. That's why I'm yelling at you. Well, we are on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. So right. Bob McKenzie released his uh his final draft rankings today, the final uh, TSN the final TSN draft rankings. And not a ton of surprises. Uh I guess before the weekend he said on his Bobcast, there is a clear cut top twelve now. Uh it is let's see yeah it's rasmus dalin who's been the consensus number one he said he they they survey 10 scouts and then they like build a consensus out of their survey answers and you know it's been his draft since last year basically he's yep. he's the man uh now andrei svechnikov apparently is they're not saying he's going to go number one because he's not he's mm-hmm. not dalin but he they're saying now he's closer to one than he is to three and then there's a clear you know three down but it goes dalin sveshnikov to chuck sedina did you, you can the emmy yeah that's a name that i struggle Kotkin with can the emmy uh dobson bouchard hughes wallstrom boquist hayton and then after that with the flyers at 14 it's Kind of just a lot of what we had last year with the, yeah, 12 to 40, we don't really know. Yep. Well, so what... what the mushy middle. What we're will. hearing now is that you know, Zadina had been just the consensus three. Like, that's mm-hmm. probably who Carolina was going to take with number three. Um, and now there's a lot more talk about how he may be moving down draft board, be, not because of anything that he did, but because of stronger performances by some of the other guys like Kachuk, like uh, Hughes, like Hayton, like Kot, Kot, I can't say it. Kotkin the Emmy. Yeah. Um, All of a sudden, elite prospects wanted me to sign up for an account for them to read me the the names. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. That is not the agreement that we yeah. had. Yeah, we I was using you. Your, I was using your site for free without giving you any of my personal information, and that's how it's going to continue. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, that's interesting because Zadina had been, you know, kind of in that group. Now, there was the Darlene consensus number one, and then there was like a handful of guys like Svechnikov and Zadina and, you know, a, a group of these that were the, the next tier and then everybody else was below. And then, you know, you get to the the squishy middle where we are. Um, my favorite part, my absolute favorite part of the draft is reading prospect profiles because they read like softcore porn. I'm not going to do that right now, but I will before the end of the show. Oh, love this thing. <laughs> I will before the end of the show. I love the hockey news. So, so let's much. so let's talk about what the Flyers the may or may not do. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't pay the writers. Why would they pay us? <laughs> um, they pay- They're promising more and more content. I'm telling you. Okay. So are we. <laughs> um, 
They're our competition, for fuck's sake. It's the hockey news. They're not our competition. They are. They've They're been around printed. for 70 years. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> They're a print, print. We're a print magazine. They absolutely have blogs. They have an online presence, but I don't they think do. you can read everything without a subscription. I think you can. Maybe. It's mostly just rumors and stuff that never happen on their website. <laughs> well, see. All right, so let's talk 14 and 19. 14 and 19. Yeah, I just... Trade them for Carlson. That, I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but uh, I do believe they are going to make these picks. So do That's, I. If you, what would you like to see them do at 14? What needs would Frisbee. you like to see them address? Joel Farabee is, uh, I, I just had their draft rankings. but I thought they were Talk saying into the microphone, they didn't please. think he was going to be there. He, pro- he, he may or may not. But you don't know because uh, no, you never do. You never know. Which but he always hard. goes off board. It was so much easier when it was number two. We knew what was going to happen. When are the Bruins picking? They're going to go off board for sure. And that's they're saying like there is a clear cut top twelve, but yeah. since there are very few centers in there, and there's only a couple top of the line defensemen, if teams draft for need or go with the positional bias like uh we were talking about earlier they're going to go off board and then suddenly some of these guys could start start dropping and now all of a sudden if a top five pick is there at nine and you have 14 and 19 oh yeah trade it up you have to do it right all day I, yeah, I mean, you always want to try to get the best player possible. I mean, that's not even a question. Let's assume that they stay where they are. Because that's the most likely yeah, thing that's going to happen. the most likely outcome. The most, the most likely outcome. So out of the top, if, if we want to use Uncle Bob's list. Um, Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. I have an Uncle Bob. That's funny. Oh, okay. So Everybody has an Uncle Bob. I don't. Bob McKenzie is our Uncle Bob. That's true. You're right. Uh, Darlene Svechnikov, Kotkaniemi. I tried. You think you nailed it. Zadina, Kachuk, Dobson, Bouchard, Boquist, Wallstrom, Hughes, Hayton, and Kravstov. So that leaves, that's two picks, two people before the Flyers get to the board. One person. Hold on. Math. Math 14, is hard. 14, two. Well, we are at 14, so yeah. there's only one other person before we pick. Okay. After the top 12, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. We're good at our jobs. Who would you want to see? Let's. I mean, at this point, Farabee is on the board. I love... Uh, let me see if I can pull up his profile real quick. I love Grigory Denisenko. You are on the Denisenko track. I yeah. really, really love this guy. You're not the only one. He's getting a lot of play lately. Let me yeah. read you some of this description here. Uh, the Russian Hockey Federation decided to keep Denisenko off its national under-18 team because of his penchant for hurting people. Mm. That is seen as both a blessing and a curse when it comes to his uh, prospects of succeeding. He's a wild child, a scout said. He comes 100 miles an hour. He hurts his team at times with penalties because he plays so aggressively. But that's one of the things you like about him. Where to go? If you tone him down so he won't get kicked out, he's going to bring a physical edge uh, to a guy who has a good skill level and skating ability. One scout said he asked some members of his staff what they thought of Denisenko at World Junior A Hockey Challenge in December, where he had four points and 27 penalty minutes in three games. The scout was told Denisenko was the best draft-eligible player they had seen to that point. He asked the same three scouts about Denisenko later in the season and received far less glowing reviews, but there remains some intrigue. He creates plays out of nothing, said another scout. And with that skill, he can run over guys. So he Oh, sounds, my God, I want him. I sounds mean, like Zach Ronaldo. No. Did you hear how much skill he, they keep saying? He has a ton of skill. Yeah, and then he says he hurts his team. Sometimes well, he, he hurts his team. Can, yeah, you can you can get that out. He you was don't born in the year two thousand. They're all He's born in the year two thousand. Eighteen. They're all born in the year two thousand. Exactly. I you mean, can coach him. Bobby Mack you has coach him. him. So it could happen. I, I would. He's one of the guys I really have my eye on because I think they need. I want skill and I want speed, but I do think there's a need to be more physical. This team needs to be more physical. They don't have enough guys who can throw their weight around. He's like a little guy. He's 5'10", 165. 
well that doesn't i i hate when people talk about their size as the as if it's a thing that's like fixed their children that he's gonna get bigger right but he's not really gonna care. get taller he's five, five ten. tall enough you don't need to be tall five, ten. you don't need PSN to be tall to throw a hit you're better throwing a hit when you're low so you have a low center of gravity you can kill somebody like i know like, size is fun but like sizes like give me matters. a team of johnny gaudreau's i'm happy like i don't need big dudes i need good hockey players i need big and fast and this guy is fast and he has skill I, I and like he the hits. speed i would love somebody who has all the boxes i just think they're not physical enough i want all the other things too i'm not saying go out and get a whole bunch of goons i'm saying good guys who will run you over i want to beat people up in the corners i want to play playoff hockey is he playing in the KHL? No. No, not yet. And we played four playoff games. But he was in their junior league. I really like this guy Jet Wu just because of his name. Oh, so. yeah. Jet Wu is a woo, good name. Woo, 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 Jet Wu. That would be funny. But yeah, I'm really high on Farabee. I would, if he's there, uh, Farabee and Denisenko is like, if they don't take a defenseman and take those two, I'll, I'll live with it. I'm trying to find some really good... Bobby Max got this Joe Valeno guy. Oh yeah, he's at fourteen, and I am like completely uninterested in that kid. Why? He just his seems like Joe. boring. Because <laughs> his name's Joe. I think so. He was who Colorado was targeting in our in our mock draft. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember why. Um, I'm looking for like really good quotes in their prospect profiles, and all of them are empty. Oh, Joey Valeno, he's got some stuff. Um, hard-nosed workhorse that makes players around him better. Fleet-footed center, unselfish, will primarily look to make himself to make a play at top speed. However, when the chance arises to put it in the pot himself, he will capitalize. Oh, he shoots. That's good. He sees the ice well and is rarely caught out of position. His defensive game is refined and actively pursues puck control. Transitioning to offense is natural, smooth, and quick. All in all, a well-rounded two-way forward that skates well and can be the catalyst a team needs to turn a game in its favor. This sounds exact. We're, they're absolutely dropping. They're him. absolutely. And he's <laughs> he's six one one ninety four according to elite prospects. All right. What about this though? If he can find the consistency in refusing to let himself get taken out of plays, especially if he doesn't start them, he will thrive and exceed expectations. All right. So future flyer, Joey Valeno. What if we go off board at 19 and take Nando Eggenberger? I like the name Eggenberger. I like it. I just want a Nando Eggenberger jersey. That's a good one. I would get his full name. That is too. the best name I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Nando Eggenberger. At uh, first, when I first heard it, I thought someone was fucking with me. I was like, <laughs> that's not a real name. A defenseman the Flyers have been linked to a lot in different mock drafts Bodie? is uh, Rasmus Sandin oh. because uh, he, other plays, Rasmus. he plays for the Sioux Greyhounds, a teammate of Morgan Frost, so one would yeah. think they've had a ton of looks at him. Uh, left-handed, which I don't love, oh. but uh, 5'11", 190, plenty of size to play in the league, and 45 points, 51 games in his draft year. That's that's pretty damn good. He's... He, Seems to kind of fit what they look for in defensemen as is, is a two-way player. So he was playing in Sweden and then moved to the OHL. Is that what I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. That's weird. I mean, I know you got to take best player available, but like another defensive prospect. I just think defensemen are worth the most. Like, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, they are. Like You He's can come, always... If they get there... 45 points in 51 games. And th- that is the hole in my argument, is that we haven't seen Hextall's willingness to make that move. Yeah. Like, if, are, are they willing to, you know what, we really need Kyle Turris, so we're going to send him Samuel Gerrard, or are they just going to hope Samuel Gerrard turns out? Well, like you know how the, I feel. Yeah, I, I know. That's why I, I <laughs> very badly want to see Hextall do something. There's a guy I wanted to get you guys' opinion on. You girls' opinion on. You ladies' opinion on. There was... Hold on. There's someone else. Does anybody remember who we took at 19 in the mock draft? I just want to pull them up for the future. It was Kupari, wasn't it? No, it was the other one. Craftstock? Thank you. We can talk about the two of them in a minute. Anywho. There is a right shot defenseman named Ryan Merkley, who his, Hmm. uh, his offensive talent has him, they say, he's definitely a top 10 talent, but he has... 
what are being called serious attitude problems. He really isn't all that committed to playing defense. His coach actually tried the uh, the Dave Hackstall route, healthy scratched him for a game, and they said he improved a little after that, but he just really doesn't seem all that interested in playing defense, considering he's a defenseman, that might be an issue. A little bit. But uh, he's got some... Really incredible offensive skill, uh, 5'11", 170, shoots right. Uh, what was his When do we pick in the second stat round? line? 67 points in 63 games in the OHL this year. What's our, our second round pick? Uh, I have no 50. Idea. I think it's 50 exactly. Bobby Max it. got him at 32. So yeah, so the, of... the, the concern, he had a public argument with his coach last season he was cut from the Canada U18 team because of a conflict. Um, the Flyers pick at 14, 19, 50, and then not again until 112. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the character concerns aren't just that he doesn't back check. It's that he doesn't listen to coaches. That's, he has... Could he be doesn't a good fact, thing if he, you ask me. I was just yeah. going to say, like, if you're not going to listen to a coach, this is the place for you. Yeah. Like, as much as I, like, I, I'm really interested in him. Say he starts falling, like a lot. I've seen him at 32 a lot. Like a lot of, a lot of, uh, a is lot he of good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 67 points in 63 games as That's a defense. Pretty good. But yeah. he doesn't sound like he plays a ton of defense. And not in the um, queue either. But he starts. He starts dropping. The Flyers are sitting there at 50, and you're in 35. Is he a guy maybe you take a chance on? They have so many picks and prospects and everything. If they already make their picks at 14 and 19, I'm not saying take them there because it just might not be worth it. They have other needs too. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind taking a chance on him in the early second round if the Flyers are willing to move up, which they have been in, in the last couple of years. They've moved up in that area. They've moved up, but... I don't know. Traded back into the first. They've moved up. They've done similar things. I feel like I would want it to be for someone who was better. Like if he's already like potentially a second round pick, I would want them to, to, to trade up for somebody who is a consensus first round pick. Does that make sense? Who, I mean, who just happened just to fall? just outside the first. And it seems as if the reason he's a borderline first rounder is his attitude, not his ability. Mm. I mean, sometimes there is something to that. Oh, absolutely. That's I don't want to take him at 14 or 19. That's yeah, not what I'm advocating for. Yeah. I just Merkley's going to be one of the guys that on draft night, like we're not going to be listening to it because the volume isn't going to be on. But uh, they're gonna, maybe they're going to be we'll talking. Yeah, we'll if see. we if if we have enough people in the bar, everybody show up. I could probably get them to turn okay. on the, the volume. But like the people are going to be talking the entire time. One of the stories tonight is where will Ryan Merkley go? Will he go tonight? Will he go in the top 15? Will he go at all? Will someone take a chance on him at the end of the first? Like that's something that's going to be going on while we're watching it. Like Merkley will be a story throughout the weekend. Yeah. So it's just something I'm a little interested in. All right. I always want those guys i always want the guys that the stories are about because like they love I get a to know story them. yeah i get to know them they run a feature about them jeremy roenick will have mean things to say about him as he always does <laughs> he sounds like a guy that jeremy roenick would love roenick will be on the air shit face talking about someone else's character concerns <laughs> <laughs> he is something huh he's great i love him um, yeah such a hot take machine. What what the f what is his Kupari? What's his first name? Rasmus. Thank you. All of the Rasmuses. What if they take two Rasmuses? Rasmai. That'd be fun. Uh, will can we call them the Travi and the Rasmai? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> the Travi and the Ra uh, Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> oh no. What have we done? Oh, it's happening. Your Rasmuses Flyers Twitter. Kupari and who's the second one? Who is the second one? Sandine. Oh, Sandine. Sandine yeah. So Kupari. Uh, those are both very possible. I've seen them linked to both on multiple mock drafts. Kupari looks like a child. Like he actually looks like a lot he, of them. Look like they all yeah, look but like children. Like, they were born in the year two thousand. I know, but yeah. he looks like he might still be twelve. Like these kids never had Napster. But oh, Napster. They don't um, know what MySpace is. They never asked for a Tamagotchi for Christmas. <laughs> And, and gotten a, a fucking... The other one. The other one, which is what I got. Um, the GoBots version. Something like that. Um, so oh the, the scouting report the on, on Rasmus Kupari was he's a mix of Jesse Pugliarvi and Sebastian Ajo. 
That's not bad. Both. <laughs> That's not bad. All right, let's take him. Uh, slick finish I'm forward, sold. very dangerous with the puck on his stick, always a threat offensively. Like I am, I really like this kid. Um, he was playing in um, the the Finnish pro league um, and had, I mean, fourteen points in thirty nine games, but he's seventeen and playing in the pro league. Um, and then the other guy we took in the mock draft before we traded Wayne Simmons, if you didn't see that, we traded Wayne Simmons in the, mock, in the mock draft. What we get? Those stuff. Um, I'm asking for the listeners, not because I didn't read it. Uh-huh. <laughs> we <laughs> traded for the 25th overall pick. Huh. Uh, Seems good. Which was Toronto. Um, was a, good a, trade. a prospect, Jeremy Bracco. Oh, and, I like him. And, and the rights to Tyler Bozak. It's <gasps> a good trade. I, good trade. I did some good negotiating. Like yeah, it. man. I did some good negotiating. <laughs> so we, for, for Wayne Simmons, we got a first, a prospect, and the rights to a 3C. Do you guys expect Wayne Simmons to be traded this weekend? Yeah. No. Yeah? I do. Not this weekend, no. Um, Kelly, explain. I I think, like, Char- I mean, I hate to steal Charlie's thoughts when he's not here. He's not I here. only steal really away. do them when, when he's here. But like I think Charlie has said it several times. I think that the Flyers are looking for a reason to keep him, mm-hmm. so they're going to let him try to give them a reason, and That's that involves him playing this season. My number one concern with that is I almost fully expect a Wayne Simmons bounce back. See, and I love Wayne Simmons; he's one of my favorite. And flyers. then they're going to overpay. Him. And then they're going to yep. overpay him. They're going to give him the TJ Oshie contract. That's the most Flyers outcome. Yeah, I've I've heard very quietly and confidentially that. <laughs> They are shopping him, but it is very, very quietly. Uh, so who knows? I mean, I, mean, I want him to be traded, but I feel like right now at this moment, his value has never been lower. Yeah, but yeah. but like you've got to think it's it's the hockey men. The hockey know. men know yeah. what Wayne Simmons is capable yeah. of. Like the, the hockey men are in love with Wayne Simmons the way that we are in love with and Wayne that's Simmons. The th- and that's the thing is, like, I, th- that's why I'm so torn about it. Like I would love to keep Wayne. Like, that's Same. I, if they were to give him eight years and four million a year, I would absolutely freaking love it. Yeah. Because if you're uh, over paying him a little bit to play fourth line minutes at the end of the deal i don't care i think that's a great guy to have around in your locker room yep i just like uh, couldn't we reallocate couldn't we like i know allocate those assets elsewhere too i'm very very torn about the situation it's going to be one of the more interesting it could be an interesting storyline all the way through I, I i guess the trade deadline yeah like this could yeah. go all the way through like most of the season Sure and then if they don't trade him by the deadline, they have to be extending him, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're not going to let him walk. They're not so. letting him walk for nothing. Wouldn't they? No. no. That would be very stupid. Have, have you seen Ron Hextall? No, I know. I'm just like. He, he got, he got what if assets they, like, for Nick Cousins. His demand is what? Like, what is he asking for? I have no is idea. Is it six? Is it six and six? We've been saying the TJ Oshie contract since TJ Oshie signed the TJ Oshie contract. That's what he's going to want. Which is what, like 5-7, I think? Yeah, about, let's say, let's just call it six for convenience sake. TJ Oshie had the best year of his career when he signed that contract. I know, but talk to me in four years. Like, I don't want him for that long. But it was a team that was, that's the, like. They won the cup. They got what they wanted. And that's the thing. The team was willing to give him that contract because they were all in. Yeah. Like, they are saying, we are a Stanley Cup contender. You are a major piece of what we do. No, he didn't score the goals, but, like, he does other things for them as well. Wayne Simmons did do other things for the Flyers. I don't know how much he's going to be able to do going forward considering the injury and his age. So the thing like if you wanted to tell me that Ron was going all in and part of that going all in strategy was retaining Wayne Simmons for whatever it costs, maybe I'd be on board with it. But Ron is very clearly not. Yeah, that's all if, in. If they were pursuing the people I want them to pursue, right. the top end guys, Tavares, Carlson, all these. Sure. Yeah. Bring yeah. back Wayne Simmons, too. I would love to have him around in our locker room. But Ron is but apparently doing nothing. Since that doesn't appear to be the case, yeah. at least based on his very vague comments. And I always say don't listen to what they say. They're all professional. Yeah, they liars. Lie. Yeah. They're all professional liars. And I don't want them. If he goes out and does a bunch of shit and he contradicted it a week ago, I'm not, but you said you weren't yeah. going to go get these guys. And he does. No. Like, I'm not going to be upset about no. that in any way. But based on what he said, it doesn't seem as if he's going to be doing those things. And yeah. in that case, why would you re-sign Wayne Simmons? Exactly. What's the point of that? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, 
but he's gonna he's, he's Wayne gonna Simmons. I know, I he's know. The and Ron, motherfucker we've had in so long. And Ron is going to do the song and dance to everybody saying that he wants to keep him. But that doesn't mean that's what he's actually doing. So whatever it. whatever else you're hearing, wherever you're seeing they're trying to keep him, they might be, but there's a very good chance that they're saying that and also calling Calgary. And like I did not think Call Mark and call Pete every day. Every day. I did not think they would be moving Braden Shen last year either. Yeah, Me neither. So that's... Me neither. All right, guys. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Please join us on Friday at Tavern on Broad. 6 to 10, we have drink and food specials for the draft party. It is going to be a great time. I will be there. Steph will be there. Kelly will be there. Most of Broad Street Hockey will be there. Hopefully, you're all there. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.